Hey, well, good afternoon or good evening, everyone. I'm still in my afternoon mood. Uh, good evening, everyone, as we uh, come again and uh, continue our study, uh, still chapter one of the Gospel of St. Mark. And uh, it seems like we'll be in chapter one for a while. You know, it's 45 verses, and if we're taking two, three verses at a time, so you do the math, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get stuck here for a while. But I think it's still, again, it's it's important. It's uh, it's uh, uh, needed how to, to dig in deeper and deeper and to see exactly where are we at especially in a text that could be common right like we we, we know it like we most of us probably read mark for several times read the gospels at least one time throughout our lives i hope more uh but uh, but with that you know that okay so what's what's more what's what's in it what's in it and how we can uh relate to that so uh just to 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 uh, uh follow up and continue from last time we were talking about uh the the temptation and about the preaching right in mark 1 uh verse 12 uh 13 14 and 15 how immediately the spirit took him into the wilderness and he was there for 40 days and we we draw that similarity between between the the my my uh, well pleased with my son and and the creation of adam that everything was very good and then with the beast and with the control and the beast again as as we were saying that 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 saint mark is just like pointing from 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 way far to that new adam that will come again and will restore the human nature and humanity again in order to move on with uh, uh with who we we were and move on with uh getting into the likeness and the and the image of of christ himself uh, and we we talked last time about the the um the beginning of the ministry the beginning of the ministry and as we were talking about basically two things right that the lord was was the one thing or the two things that he was uh preaching uh in verse 15 which is we talked about that the time is near this is the time right and this is what we we're saying that it is our time now from the time of 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 the ministry of of the lord till now is the time of as we we reference that to Ezekiel 16, the time of love, the time that I passed by you when I saw you, and behold, it was time of love. I took you and bathed you and washed you and, and clothed you and did everything as if that's exactly what the Lord is saying here in verse uh, 15, again, which is uh, 14 and 15. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. With this, we move on into another, another uh, phase, another side of of the beginning of the ministry, which is again, you know, as 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 we were saying before, it's important to understand the 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 flow of the text itself and the flow of the event itself, you know, and the importance of that. Like he, you know, as we said, Mark doesn't. Uh, spend any time on the birth and on uh, on the, the 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 story of the of the birth of Mary and Joseph and so forth. It just runs right away into into uh, John the Baptist, into the wilderness, into the baptism, into the temptation, into the preaching, and comes today the big big section of calling his disciples 
calling his disciples. So you can see there is there is actual flow of the of the event itself, and I, I hope that we can still link the relationship between each event and the other. Right. So if we start with this just now, like if you start with with the flow of the event itself from from uh, from being baptized, from receiving the Holy Spirit, from being led into the wilderness, from having victory over the the temptation, from uh, start to preach and then to today start to making disciples. What is the what is the the, the 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 connection between all those events? If you can find, if you can try to to find the connection between it. Again, as we said, it's not just haphazard like one event after the other, but no, the 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 flow of the text and the flow of the event itself has an actual reason. And I, I believe, and I see, and I can see, and I hope you can see this also that uh, every uh, event is based on the previous one. Uh, so what do you think? What do you think? We're still again in Mark. Uh, chapter one, and we're we're gonna read today uh, sixteen through uh, twenty. Maybe you can read this first, read those verses first, and as we read, I want you to see if we can make that connection between again between the events, between from the beginning of mentioning Christ in the in this particular chapter till where we at right now. And and uh, again, there is there is always. A room to say anything I, there is nothing that like a wrong answer right answer so just trying to to figure out together what that is and how that connection is so let's read and then we can uh, we can uh, uh, open it for discussion where is where is and how is how is that how are these events like really leading to where we at right now so from verse 16 or let's take it again from verse 15 the end of what we talked about last time and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. 16. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets and immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him very again very known and familiar text right but but if, if we take it from this point again of the events again back again to 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 the beginning of the chapter you know uh, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, remember that. And then going on to, as it is written, Isaiah, the prophet, behold, I send my messenger before you. And then go, go on to John's, uh, basically John's uh, service, baptizing. And then uh, Christ coming to John in order to be baptized. You know, I have baptized you with water, but he will be, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And then uh, the descending of the Holy Spirit on, on, on the Lord. You are my beloved son. And then the Spirit immediately drove him to the wilderness. And then going and having the, the, the victory over Satan. And then preaching and then coming again to the point today, which is very, very important point and very relevant. I hope we can see that in, in when, as we talk about it more and more in our lives, the calling of the disciple. What do you think? the flow of the text, the order of it. What comes to your mind? 
I guess like when I look at it, you know, Christ first, um, you know, so like the first 30 years of his life, uh, you know, he probably spent studying the Torah and then, uh, you know, at 30, he was baptized. And so after that, he goes into the wilderness to fast and spend time with the father alone with the father. Mm-hmm. And so all of that he's doing to prepare, to prepare himself, right? And then, then he moves on to teach and uh, serve others, right? So he's kind of setting an example, telling us first, fill yourself with, um, you, you know, take care of your own soul first, right? First and foremost. And then you can, you can overflow to others and serve others and teach others. That, that's a great point to look at it, Alvir, which is again, how we, you know, again, as we said before, that whatever the Lord has done, done it for us, and we have done it with him in him, right, taking the form of a man. So the idea of, of being, again, being walking into the faith, again, if you look at this from, from the human way, like Christ as a human, right, as a man, that he was baptized first, right, he accepted the faith, he was baptized, he had the Holy Spirit on him, right? As, as a man and then from there he 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 was able to to lead as we've talked last time and to walk into the wilderness and go through the whole life the 40 years the whole life basically symbol of the whole life with with the guidance and this and the and the and the uh, uh, armor of God through the Holy Spirit and then being able to actually go out and teach. And now comes the point of not only teaching, but I'm, I'm, I'm also I'm making disciples. I'm making disciples. So as if he is, as Albert is saying, as if he is actually setting, setting a, a model for all of us, right? For all of us in, in, in a way that we have to go, you know, the, the, the going through the faith and accepting the baptism and accepting the Holy Spirit and all this for a reason as we were saying last time and the time before with Abuna Musa is to fulfill the mission that we have, to fulfill the mission that we have. It's not just for himself, it's not just for himself, but for spreading that light and for spreading that faith with other people with that. So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting when you look at it, at the order of that. He wouldn't be able to teach and to go out and to start to have the disciples unless he actually himself went through that first, went through the, as you were talking last time, through the purification process first and through that <laughs> struggle with, with, with uh, and as you we were talking last time, it's not just the three, only the three uh, temptations. These were just like symbols of the, what he was going through for the full, for the full period of time. What else? Yes, Julian, you want to say something? Right. Right. 
And I think it's it's a very good reminder for all of us that again that the purpose is to to to, to continue that model, right? And we always say that again, if it's if it's only about my salvation and I don't care about anybody else, then then that's not the purpose, right? How can I move on with that? Is being equipped and and empowered and being you know born again and being understanding that I am His beloved, the well pleased that that's in me. And with that, you see that you start to actually go on with it. Not only go on with that, but as we, 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 we probably heard from the scripture, the passage that we read today, you see that the way he is calling people, it has, what does it have in it? It's not just like, hey, come follow me, right? You know, again, when you, oh, every time you read this passage and you see like, okay, people who probably, maybe they saw him before at one point, but again, the first time, they are being approached by him to follow me. And again, as Mark said, immediately they left their nets and followed him. So it's, it's obvious that he is teaching with what? He's calling with what? With power, with authority. Exactly. No, no, it's not like, would you like to come, right? Hey, I'm here, I'm free, you know. <laughs> Do you have any time to spare? Do you? No, it's that like, follow me. Right? And as you will see, what is the meaning of that? It's very important to understand that, that the word of God has its own authority, has its own power, right? And that word of God that he spoke to them is the same word of God that we're reading now. So we have to be very, very, very uh, 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 careful with that, that it's not a different word, right? The time that we read, the time that we are in the service and hearing the message, hearing the word, again, that's why we always say there's a litur liturgy of the word, which is full of reading for a reason. For a reason and that is the same word right that can change and we'll see you know why is that and how did that change but there's another thing also as as you go back to the text itself <coughs> which is uh the, the the way it's written here again now um in, in 16 passing alongside the sea of galilee he saw simon and andrew the brother of simon casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. What's the word here that's kind of gets your attention in verse 16? What do you think? Or maybe different words. So each one can probably, okay, this is the word that got my attention. What do you think? Feel free to unmute yourself and share anytime. Verse 16. Okay. Okay. Yes. So that's one thing that, uh, and for they were fishermen, and the text is identifying them that they were fishermen, and we'll see the transformation after that in the next verse from fishermen to a fisher of men. Okay. Very good. What else? What else? What other words that can I get your attention in this passage? So just to give you a, a, an idea, the Sea of Galilee, which is again the, the Lake of uh, Gennesaret, which is a very uh, uh, closed uh, body of water, but uh, the locals will call it sea, as it, as it is a, a sea, uh, but, but it's, 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 it's basically a lake. But it was very, very well known throughout that area and, and many other cities around the area 
of the Sea of Galilee that, that, that they are known as uh, small little uh, villages for fishermen that it's you know it's 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 uh, it's very uh, common uh, job and, and practice um, I was reading more and more into it it says that you know because of actually the poverty at that place people cannot actually uh, afford you know uh, meat and so forth so they will probably use the sea as a free source of 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 fish right of, of food and also they would use this uh in a way to 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 uh, import this lots of the sea of the fish that they get into rome the capital of the empire and make some money so it wasn't a very very poor but it was kind of like in the poor on the poor on the poor side but also it brings I would say comfortable life, but also it's not comfortable because, as you all know, you know when 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 you when you think of a of a of a of a fisherman, right? What does that need, as 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 the work as the job itself? Patience is one thing. What else? What are the struggles of of, of a person that's uh, gone fishing? Storm, Abuna, like... Say again, Albert? Like storm. The risk, the risk of being in the sea, right? Open sea and the risk of being, you know, uh, subjected to the elements of the water and the wind and, and, and everything, okay? So there is a risk, yes. Juliana is saying the, the physical discomfort itself of being, you know, in a very, uh, whatever that boat is and, and standing or in the sun or in the rain or whatever. Okay, what else? Dependence on God on what they collect, like what yes. they fish every day. Yes, depending on on God or other people will call it luck, <laughs> right? But did I was was I lucky today or not? But depending on God, okay. What else? What distinguishes one professional fisherman from uh, a mature person who is going and uh, casting something? The methodology, right? The knowledge of how to do it and when to do it and what kind of depth and uh, the knowledge of the area itself, you know, this is good for whatever, trout or whatever, or, you know, those of, of us who probably, you know, here in the 10,000 lakes, you know, fishing and knowing that you you, you have to use several uh, hooks or separate hooks for each kind. And so it's not just, you know, uh, an action, right? There is, there is a lot behind it. There is a lot of knowledge that comes from experience, comes from, from, from just from one generation to another. And probably all whoever, you know, you, you go to a lake and you see that always that kind of like a father and a son, right? Or a grandfather and grandkids and they're teaching them. And so there is, there is, there is also some kind of fellowship, right? So keep in mind all those things as, as you talk about like why exactly fishermen, right? And using all those things into the field of the Lord, right? But again, uh, Abuna, just a, yes, Alvir, go ahead. Uh, just a, another like point, like what you said about like them, you know, having experience and the way they caught fish, and and uh, you know just how they work. Like Christ probably saw a lot of fishermen, uh, you know fishing but he didn't call them he called simon and andrew um, because he saw something in 
you know, Christ saw something in the way that they were casting right. that net and how they work. And right. sure, maybe some of it was experience, but uh, I think like he thought that they were like ready to go to go further with with you know in in yes. uh, in their relationship with God. Yes. Thanks, Albert. That's exactly what I was going uh, to, which is he saw. He saw Simon and Andrew. He saw. You know, again, we see or God, we see ourselves in a different way. God sees us in a different way. We see each other in a different way. But the way God sees us is in totally different way, right? Again, Simon and Andrew, just another two fishermen standing there, right? But when it says he saw Simon and Andrew, that has something very, very strong. Very, very strong. What do you see in ourselves? How do we see ourselves? Do you see ourselves as potential Simon and Andrew? No. Why no? Abuna, I, I think we're hard on ourselves, first, firstly. I think we don't, we tend to look down, I guess sometimes, <laughs> maybe for some, but I think we're, we can t tend to be hard on ourselves at first. I totally agree, Stephen. Totally agree. We we and it's not actually us harden ourselves. I think we fall into the trap of of uh, self pity or not knowing uh, how how precious we are in His eyes. Forget who we are. Forget the identity. Basically, basically forget the identity. Right? We look at ourselves and like, no, I don't. I don't see any potential. I can't do anything. From even the smallest thing, I'm not talking about going out and preaching like Simon and, 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 and Andrew, just, but the smallest thing is to be actually, to carry on being his child and carry his name, right? Being Christian. I was just listening to something and says, you know, it's very interesting, actually, the simple fact that who, who called us Christian? We were called Christian by non-believers, by non-believers. Why? Christian is what? Is like Christ. So they saw that we are like that person, so we'll call them Christians. Right? That wasn't the name from the beginning. The name from the beginning was what, as we know, people of the, of the way, exactly. They have this way and they walk in this way, the people of the way. But when it says that people of Antioch, they were first called Christian, they were called Christian by whom? By the Gentiles, by the heathen. Why? Because they saw in us something that resembles the, the, the father, our father, right? So I think it's very, very important point when we, need, when we take, take, take a moment here and ask ourselves, how do we see ourselves? How do we see ourselves? Failures, no hope, despair, stressed, hopeless, or on the other side, very prideful, knowing everything, have control over everything, don't need anybody to teach me anything. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting when it says that he saw them, and actually as I was looking into it more and more, probably got sick of me for doing that, but the, 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 the grammar of it is very, very actually interesting. You know, he saw here coming in, in, in the, what we've explained before, the hourist, verb which is actually continuous 
continuous, as if he is continuing to look at every one of us. It's just not like one time, not just like one time, right? So the, the action itself, as we said, you know, maybe I'll bring it here so we can understand what I'm talking about. Uh, where is it? Um, I can't bring it here, I have it on my phone, but uh, here it is, sorry. Here it is. So when you when you when you parse the verb itself, it's coming from the root orau, uh, which is an hours. Hours again. It means if you can see this here that it's beyond the time. It's, it, it it characterizes the the action itself, not the time. It's not like he saw them. It's in the past, right? And the beauty of that that because that verb is actually been happening till now, right? Every time, you know, God is looking at each one of us and he is seeing something and that is continuous action, right? But what, what, what does he see and what, what do we allow him to see and what, to what extent we are allowing him to actually uh, move on with that, just the one action of seeing into actually what was beyond that is very, very important, right? So it's 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 interesting to see that in, in, in a way that you know what again that he saw Simon and Andrew, right? How do we see ourselves? Do we trust that God sees something good in us or not? Right? That's another thing. Right? Like if, if I come today and say, you know what, God is seeing that you are able to do something and he wants you to serve and to do this, what would your action be like? Should be. Or on the other hand, like, no, 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 that's not me. No, you, you don't you don't know what you're talking about, right? And 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 sadly, sometimes we 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 make we cannot make the distinction between trying to be humble and trying to actually be in His hand, right? Like if if I come to somebody today and say, you know what, I want you to do this service for me, right? I I would I could have you know people saying. Uh, no, not me, and I don't know what you're talking about. And I, uh, out of out of trying to be a humble person, like no, no, I wanna, I would love to serve in the in behind the curtains, behind the door. Like I hear this a lot. Like just don't put me up front. Why not? Maybe maybe God wants you to do something. Right? That's not running away from the action and from allowing God to use us is not humility. It's not trusting Him. But again, it's very, very interesting. We said that he saw Simon and Andrew. He saw something beyond just being fishermen, beyond just being, you know, standing there in the boat, beyond just mending their nets, as it says later on. There's something else. And I think it's a, it's a very important question today. Like, do we really trust that God sees something good in us? Imagine if Peter and Andrew said, no, no, no. <laughs> Just imagine that. Total different path and total different life. Right? He saw them. I, I, I was really um, excited when I was looking at the verb and says that it's, it's continuous. It, the, 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 the action of the verb itself is beyond the time. It's the action itself. Why? Because God is doing this to us, to us each each day, each day, not each 
month, you know, every day. He looks and says, oh, I see something in you. Come follow me today. Come follow me today. So beside the action that, or the, the fact that, okay, you know, we need to follow him as, as a rule of thumb and just as a, as a decision, you know, I think it's more and more and more relevant when we look at this as it's a daily call, right? Like when I wake up in the morning and spend the time with him and start my day with him in the morning, and I know that he's telling me, okay, follow me today. Okay, like where, <laughs> right? How? I don't know. But just, just wait. Just wait. Why? Because I want you to be fisher of man. And that's the transition. Looking from who we are, what we have, the function that we do into. And that's another thing, which is where, where was the call to the, to the disciples? Where did he meet them? Where, what they were doing alongside the sea? The actual verb here is casting, not even casting the net, it's just one word. You're casting, you're fishing, right? So casting the net is just like the, 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 the translation in order to, to give it a, a, a meaning. But the actual word in, 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 in Greek is just one word, not two words, just casting. Just as if you're just, you know, casting, right? Yeah. And even more and more, the idea behind this, they say from the language itself, they say there are two kinds of nets. Like one of them is huge, big, that they actually throw and it has like waves in the bottom. So once it, it settles in the water, it just like close and encapsulate itself and then they can hold it. And the other one, which, which what they were doing here from the language itself, it's a very small, tiny net, right? So even what they have wasn't something huge, right? Just something barely using it to capture something. But what's important here is that he met them at or where they are working. Alongside the Sea of Galilee is that's where they work. What does that mean to us? That the call that it didn't come in a in a church in a synagogue in a as they were praying as they were uh, taking a quiet time. The call take. The call came to them while they are doing their daily thing. What does that mean? It doesn't require anything. It just requires the heart that said, okay, I will. Right? And that's another thing. You know, we were talk just talking about this yesterday. Uh, with the campus, with Coca Group, the meaning of success as as college students, right? The meaning of success. What does success mean to you? It was it was interesting that we 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 heard you know or the the way the the, the kids you know uh, kids sorry the students <laughs> expressed that mindset is actually that in a way. They are separating. You know, I could be successful spiritually, but I could be successful, and then I could be successful uh, financially, uh, academia, relationship, or job, or social. So they start to actually what categorize success. What do you think? Do you agree with this or not? Can we really look at life like okay, uh, spiritual success is different than? academic success, then professional success, then relational success? What do you think? 
Yes, you can't. You know, it's 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 one thing. Yes. I feel like I struggle to put that together as like financial success. Okay. Okay. That's true. So we're not saying that it has to be if you're successful. So you know, the, the, if, you, if you're spiritually successful, that means hundred percent you are financially successful. But again, goes back again to the meaning of success. Actually, it was interesting you're bringing this up, Farah, because yesterday when we were talking about this, the the word that came up is actually content. So if I'm content, in a way, I'm financially successful, right? Even though I might not have, you know, six figures. I'm not making six figures, right? But the content will balance that, right? Because to me, maybe I'm making that much money, I'm living that much life or that level of life, but to me, that is actually, it's enough. See? Yeah, like exactly, exactly. More of a successful mindset. Yes, yes. Which is very interesting, even as we were talking today about, about you know, Simon and, 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 and Andrew, and uh, later on with, 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 with the rest of the call, because again, coming to them where they are working, where they are working, right? Now, does that mean necessarily that all of us in order to obey the call that we really literally have to leave everything as they did? Because that's, that's always the question, right? Well, immediately they left and they're like, okay, well, Abuna, that's not possible, it's not gonna happen, right? What does it mean? Immediately they left their nets and followed him. They didn't hesitate. Yes, go ahead. They didn't hesitate. They didn't, they didn't hesitate. Right, right. But what is it? What does that mean to, to me now? Immediately I leave and follow him. Leave what? What you're comfortable with or you're, you're comfortable. Yes. We talked about that before, the kind of the mental detachment and spiritual detachment before the physical detachment, right? Comes back again very, very strong now, right? Interesting, we're talking about this. I uh, thank God through, through, through uh, one of the priests in Chicago, I've been actually meeting with a couple of the uh, people, um, through catechism uh, in different church, not even here, but we've been meeting over over Zoom for a couple of times so far, two different people uh, that they're still learning how to, what does it, you know, uh, what is it like? And, and they're interested in the church and, and and they've been attending the liturgy and everything. But then the, today that, that same point came up, like how can I live that life as an Orthodox, right? away from love liturgy and then always the answer which is the liturgy never ends right so the detachment like the liturgy i am in his presence right during the liturgy at the time of the liturgy i'm in his presence right i am i am focused on i'm, I'm overwhelmed with his presence right so how, simply how can i take that and move with that throughout the week right so i don't have to wait from from sunday to sunday how can i live my life being detached right 
And I think that's that's what's what's very, very important here, which bringing that bringing up that point of of that uh, yes, I'm willing to follow you uh, with 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 whatever you want me to do, right? But again, it all it's all it all comes back again to how he looks at me and how how I look at myself. He saw them in that particular way. He saw, as Albert was saying early on, he saw that there's potential. He saw their heart. He saw, it's actually interesting looking at the names itself because Simon means what, I talked about this before. In, in the, Simon is a, is, a, is a Hebrew word, right? Means what? Shem'un means what? Hearing, listening. He's hearing. He heard the call, right? And on the other hand, Andrew is a Greek name, right? So it's 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 the 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 paradox of of the Jew that is uh, his ears are are trained to hear the word of God, right? And Andrew, which is a Greek name, right? That he is in a way not not used, although they are brothers. But again, the name itself kind of gives us like direct us to think in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a certain way, right? So whether I am used to that or, whether, or to that, God still saw in them what? That they are fit to be his disciples, his disciples, right? He saw them, he saw them. Again, the, the big question today, how do I see myself? And do I see myself from the eyes of God or not? Do I believe that God sees something good in me or not? And on the other hand, do I see each other from that same lens or not? Right? Like, I think big, big part of our problem is when we look at each other according to our own standards. Like, I can't see anything good in you. Right? right? And you start going down the path of, of judging, the path of, of, of envying, the path of everything. Right? Well, again, we can we can we can see each other from the eyes through the lenses of Christ, and we can see actually something very very good in each other. So he he saw them, as it says, right, and he uh, immediately again, right, they were fishermen, and Jesus said to them, "Follow me, and I will make you." become fishers of men. Interesting, you know, we, we did a long series on this and, uh, and on the, on the uh, idea of being fisher of men. And uh, uh, we took it even with us through the last trip in Nigeria. And it was amazing, very, very beautiful. But, uh, but why fisher of men? Have you ever thought of that? Like, did Christ invent the term? Or was it floating there somewhere? Is it even mentioned in the scripture? Fisher of men. Where did this come from? It's interesting, actually. I was digging more and more into that and actually found a couple of things. Number one, that it was a common, it, it was a common description of philosopher and other teachers who captured men's minds through teaching and persuasion. So that idea or the term fisher of men wasn't something new. People during that time, during that, that, that era, 
we're using this as a term of uh, description of philosophy, of actually capturing your mind, right? So it was something that already floating around. It wasn't just like, okay, I'm gonna introduce something brand new to you from being fisherman to fisher of men. No, it was an actual, uh, based on the culture and based on, 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 on the history, it was uh, a common uh, description of philosophers and other teachers who captured men's minds through teaching and persuasion. Right. Uh, one of the of the of the statements said they would bait the hook with their teachings and catch disciples. Right. If you go back again to the Greek or Roman culture and the philosophy and the, and the debating and all those things, so that's what they would use. Right. So to 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 uh, bait the hook and throw it and cast it and through the teaching and catch disciple for that particular philosophy. Right. So when Christ came with this, it wasn't something new uh, term or new mind, no. Again, through the teaching, which is very important, right? And then bringing disciples in order for them to do something for them. This is one thing. The other thing that actually I found the, the term fisher of men twice in the Old Testament, twice in the Old Testament. And they're very, very interesting. First, first one is in actually um, Jeremiah 16, 16. Somebody can read that and we'll see what's the, the context of, of, of that particular passage. Um, Jeremiah 16, 16. I just want to, you know, uh, again, we always say that the scripture uh, uh, explains itself. So if that term is there and it's been there already before at one point, then, then uh, what's, what's behind it? Why is it there? So Jeremiah 16, 16. Jeremiah 16 reads, if you can take from the beginning of the chapter, it talks about, about the judgment that will come upon the people, right? So uh, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, the idea of the, the judgment that will come on the people who were not obeying uh, God, and then what will happen to them? So sixteen sixteen, uh, then it, it talks about about something that kind of describes what is what is the fisherman in a way, right? Um, who can read it first of all? Go ahead. Says the Lord, only they shall fish them, and afterward I will send to their many hidden hunters, and they will hunt them for every mountain and every hill, and out of the whole heaven. So what is he, what is he talking about here? If we understand this from from a couple of verses before, just to understand, it, it's very important to understand this. That's why I'm bringing not, not just to kind of make the cross reference, but to understand exactly the term of fisher of men. What is it? You know, from sixteen, from fourteen, it talks about uh, the restoration of Israel. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when it shall no longer be said, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them. So here he's making a parallel. It's not going to be not just going to say that the Lord who brought Israel from Egypt in the way past 
but no, we'll bring them up. We'll bring them out of the north, which is the captivity that they were in in in, in Babylon and Assyria. So he's saying that I, the, the time will come that I will bring up. They will say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the north country, which were the held captive for seventy years, and out of the, all the countries where he had driven them. For I will bring them back to their own land that I gave to their fathers. He will restore Israel again from the captivity into their promised land again. Behold, I am sending for many fishers or fisher of men, declares the Lord, and they shall catch them. And afterward, I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain, every hill, and out of the clefts of the of the of the rocks. For my eyes are on all their ways; they are not hidden from me, nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. But first, I will doubly repay their iniquity and their sins. So I will come and bring them as bringing judgment on them. So this is. One way of, of using fisher of men to bring what? Judgment. Interesting. The other part or the other place is actually uh, Ezekiel 29. Ezekiel 29. And, uh, and that's another, another uh, passage here which, which talks about actually God's salvation. Ezekiel, uh, again, prophecy against Egypt, again, which is the enemy of the Lord in the 10th year, in the 10th month, on the 25th day, uh, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him, saying, speak and say, thus says the Lord God, behold, I'm against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great dragon that lies in the midst of the streams that says my Nile is my own, I made it for myself. Again, the enemy that, okay, this is my Nile, it's me. I am the most, you know, uh, mighty king of the whole world. I will put hooks in your jaws <laughs> and make the fish of your stream stick to your scales. And I will draw you up out of the midst of your streams and with all the fish of your streams that stick to your scales. Meaning that I would, I will, I will save my people out of you. So I will, I will, I will, as that fisher of men that will will catch Pharaoh, right, and and in a way bring bring salvation. So it's it's interesting when you look at at the the context of those two words that were 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 mentioned in the scripture as uh, back again to the fisher of men again. Number one, it is it is it was a common thing at that time, uh, common philosophy or of thought of philosophers who will use this to bring people. From the scripture itself, it's used twice, one as bringing judgment and one as bringing salvation. So what does that tell us? When he's sending his disciples with the same mindset that you will become fisher of men, to bring what? The same, the same two things, right? He will use them to bring judgment and he'll use them to bring salvation. Bring judgment. So that's what happened when 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 the Lord's disciples, you know, took uh, uh, and followed him and became the disciples. What were they preaching? His word, and the word of God is to judge also, right? Right, and that's why when it said that at the end of the day they will sit and they will judge the world. Why? By their actions, that you know, they were human beings like us, but they were able to actually follow the word of God, right? So, so there is no excuse for the rest, right? And on earth here, because they are using the word of God as the judgment. You know, according to the word of God, you know, choose life, not death. If you it's your it's your own choice. Repent, right? But see how how important 
that brings to 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 the to the to the term fisher of men. It's not just like a, again just uh, invention of a, of a phrase. No, it comes with all the weight that it's that it, that it's coming with from even from the text itself of the Old Testament, right? I will use you to be part of that whole story, right? And that's that's very 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 strong actually for us. Like when 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 again he saw them, he saw that they are able and they are willing, and they, there is there is a good thing in them, although they are still in their place of work, they are still fishing. But no, I can see and I can see that that you can be that you can be the tool to to for salvation and to to bring judgment and to be part of that whole process itself, right? And that's uh, what God wants to reach us. Yes, go ahead. No, so, uh, sorry. I um, just um, something that I was thinking about really related to you know like <clears throat> fishing and and the phrase fishers of men. Like um, so, there are fish that so if. Uh, you know, say like I, I go fishing, there are fish that are hungry and there are fish that are not hungry. And uh, so the, the bait is there, right? For both the fish who are hungry and the fish who aren't. It's there, right? Just like the truth of God is there for everyone. Yes, yes. But the word is God for the, everyone, whether right, whether, yes, yes. Uh, but those who are hungry for it, the fish who are hungry for it, are going to to eat, to take, to 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 pursue. Right. Right. But right. those those who aren't, you know, it yes. could be right in front of them. The bait, you know, and I've seen this like while while fishing, the bait is right in front of the fish, but it's not hungry, so it's not right. going to go for it. Yes. Yes. And that's back again to the decision. And the same thing, even for being a fisher of men, it's back again to our decision. You know, he came to them and said, follow me. They could have said yes or no, right? It's, it's you know, since we're talking about that, there is, there is a, you know, very kind of similar story from the Old Testament. We can, we can you know, go through it real quick here. In, uh, it's probably known for, for most of us. First Kings chapter uh, 19. Chapter nineteen uh, or eighteen? Sorry. The story of Elijah and Elisha, right? Then again, then then Elijah went and found Elisha and called him and told him, "Come and follow me," right? And what did he do in the beginning? Nineteen nine. I'm sorry. Nineteen. First uh, Kings nineteen from verse nine till the end of the chapter. See, see, very, very, as we read this, you see the similarity, right? But also you see the other way of, of uh, reacting to the call, right? So, you know, just read it real quick and, and, and we can 
Or somebody can read it. Farah, do you have it? Okay, go ahead. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord. Which God. chapter is this? Sorry. 19. 19. From verse 9. Not nine, sorry, what am I saying? What am I saying? Uh, 19, 19, 19, sorry, 19, 19. Yes, I'm confused. <laughs> so he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the 12. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. So what's, what's the similarities here? Elijah went and departed and he, he went and found Elisha, right? And what did he tell Elisha? He cast his clock upon him, which is a sign for come and follow me. Same thing. So when at that time, you know, if you take up your, your, your clock, your outer garment, and you throw it on, on someone, that's me, that's an invitation to come and follow me. Right? So what was the, the reaction of Elisha here? What did he say? Let me go kiss my father first, my mother. So what did Elijah do? He got mad. Like, he says, go back again. For what have I done with you, to you? Like, I don't have anything business to you. You don't want to go and kiss your father and your mother? Just go. Just forget about the whole thing. Okay. Exactly. Same one, like, what should I do? He said, come follow me. He said, well, let me go first and do this and this and this. I'm like, okay, just, you know. Okay. So you see the similarities here between, between, again, the call that comes to a person in his job during his doing, he was just actually, again, doing what he was, he was with his, he was plowing with the 12 yoke of oxen, right? But the word of God came to him and said, hey, come, follow me, right? Same thing like what happened with Simon and Andrew. They were fishing. They were working. And the word of God came to him and said, follow me, right? But you see, in one, at one point, he said, well, let me go first and kiss my father and my mother. And on the other, he said, they immediately followed, right? Although Elisha came back again when Elijah got so mad, like, okay, sorry, <laughs> I'll come and follow you. You know, he knew probably Elijah and all his fire and all his, you know, strength, like, you know, I better, I better stick to this guy. <laughs> he's, he's dangerous, you know, I don't want to upset him, right? So I think what we take from this today is, again, are we able to hear and to listen a couple of things. Number one, do we see ourselves the way God sees us or not, right? Or we always, as Stephanie was saying, we're very, very harsh on ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. We don't, we don't see any good in us, right? Number one. Number two, are we ready and able to hear the call that comes to me daily where I am or not? Daily where I am. This is very important, daily and where I am, right? 
I don't have to come to church to hear the voice. Definitely, the voice of God is much clearer, yes. But God can come to me at my workplace as I'm plowing, as I'm fishing, as I'm driving, as I'm studying, as I'm seeing patients, whatever that is, and say, you know what? Come follow me. Come follow me again, as we said, it means be like me. Right? Imitate me. Right? And the third thing that is very, very important, not just imitate me because I want you to be to be just a follower. No, I want to give you a job. So you become what? Fisher of men. That I am giving you another job. I am identifying who you are. I'm telling you that you know what you will become very, very important. Right? And that's that's the mindset of, 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 of discipleship. But it's all through again hearing the word. So they were disciples to the teaching because before that he was doing what? He was teaching, saying, repent and believe. Repent and believe. So I think it's very, very encouraging and very strong and very uh, loving to see God's love to come to each one of us and like, I want you to follow me, to be like me. Detach, yes, but not physically, but before, maybe physically, who knows? But before that, what's more important is to detach what? Mentally, detachment. You see, what is it? What is it that we're so much clinging to, right? What is it that makes makes us totally uh, not able to really leave our nets and follow him, right? And it's interesting when you see most of the encounters of Christ with the people, there's always some kind, again, the Samaritan woman left her pot, right? These people left their net. You know, the paralyzed, he held the bed and took it with him. And you know, there is some kind of action that they're doing in order to whatever was, was kind of, 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 of separating them from God, they had power over that, right? And they were able to actually use this again. The, the story of Elijah and Elisha here. He took he took the the oxen and and slaughtered them and and made a big meal and gave to everybody else. That's his that's his provision. That's all what he had. But at one point, like I don't even want this. It all starts with a very very simple answer to the call. Yes, Lord, I want to be with you. Right? On a daily basis, on the simple thing that I'm doing, in the work that I'm doing in the setup that I have, but faithfully and fully and see how God will take us again. Peter and, and Andrew and all the disciples, they took them, it took them what, three and a half years. And even till the three and a half years, they were nothing. At the end, how many times, like how many times I've told you, you still don't understand, right? When we were studying Matthew, we said this several times. Like every time he takes them to another challenge and they fail and he goes back again like you know till when right don't you remember i've talked to you before till even after the resurrection you know peter went back again to fishing right the two disciples of amos went back again to their village till the pentecost till the holy spirit that came and then changed things around and that peter who was doing this and this became just with a very simple teaching, he brought in 3,000 people and 5,000 people. Why? From beginning, God looked at them and he saw there is something that can be used. And I think that's the, 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 the main thing. If we just don't come up with anything today other than that, God see there is something good in me. And it's able to take this and change it into a miracle. Into a miracle.
are we able to to live that miracle and to allow him to do that miracle with us or not again it's back back to me whether i trust i say yes i really want to detach or like no no no. i, I have a busy life and busy everything and that's not my lifestyle let me just follow as you're talking the bible study on saturday be a borderline christian just living on the borders you know, like the two and a half uh, uh, tribes. I don't want to get into the promised land. Maybe I'll fight with you a little bit here and there, but I'll go back again to the land that I chose for myself. I don't want what you have for me. Questions? Okay. So, trust that God sees something in me, right? And ask him, like, what is it? How do you want me to follow you? They didn't ask that question, by the way, right? They said, okay, you, you just, you know, we'll just follow whatever, whatever you take us, we'll go, right? Where he leads me, I will follow. Okay, so we made it through verse, <laughs> oh, what, 20? Yes, so we still have 25 verses to, uh, to finish chapter one. Uh, sure, I'll post both recordings last time and this time also in the WhatsApp group. Definitely. Okay. We'll continue next Friday, God willing, 6.30. And uh, and uh, again, read as we go along and, uh, you know, please you know, write your own notes if there is any question, any thoughts, any anything you want to add, just uh, feel free to, to do that. Okay, let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son of the Holy Spirit, one God, and dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your love, Lord, that you, you're coming, Lord, to reach everyone, Lord, and you see the good that we don't see in ourselves, Lord, being uh, being on your image and on your likeness, Lord, being your children, Lord, that we, uh, we as we were talking last time, we, 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 we resemble you in everything, Lord. You see that good, and you see that, uh, that hope that's in us, Lord, that you come and ask each one of us, said, come follow me, be like me. Lord, give us that... Uh, understanding that you 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 teach and you call with authority lord with power with with strength that's that's able and willing to 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 unshackle all the chains and shatter all the bondage lord that we're uh, entangled with in order to really freely lord uh, love you and freely follow you lord uh, becoming part of your army lord always hear lord our prayers and give us always that power lord and uh, allow us to detach lord and Kindle that fire in our hearts that we love you. We follow you, Lord, with all our hearts, Lord, as we pray. Hear our prayers, supplication. Be with everyone, Lord, uh, all my brothers and sisters, those who aren't with us, those who have no one to remember them, Lord. Those who are struggling, Lord, under the bondage of the enemy. Send us, Lord, as your disciples, Lord, uh, to, to bring, to be fisher of men, Lord, to bring more, Lord, uh, people to, to your flock, Lord, as you can see us and as you, you teach us every 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 day lord every day prayers of all your sins in your name lord hear us from you our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it give us this day lord give us our trespasses forgive those who trespass against lead us not temptation but deliver us from thine the kingdom the power the glory now and forever to ages all ages amen go in peace have a good night and see you next week at wedding Take care. Good to have you Thank all. You. Thank you, Abuna. Good night, Father. Thanks, See you, Abuna. Kevin. Take care. Thank, Thank you, Abuna. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye -bye. Thank you.